Welcome to the Light Her Project podcast. Real women. Real talk. I'm Rachel Strella. And I'm Vixen Devine. Thank you for tuning in to our very first podcast for women. We came up with this idea based on our own experiences as women, as well as the feedback that we've received from other women. Um, we really want to create a safe place for women to feel comfortable sharing their experiences, their struggles, their triumphs. You know, as women, we experience a lot of different things from, from body image expectations to societal expectations to family <laughs> obligations and everyday pressures. Um, we are just going to cover a variety of topics that will be relevant to women today. So I'm excited to jump into our first topic, which is <laughs> body image. Um, for those of you who are listening, you may or may not have seen my TikTok video where I talk about the plastic surgery fail in not one, not two, but three parts. And um, I was shocked at the uh, amount of feedback I received. I mean, I've had over a million views on the first two videos, over thousands of comments. So. This tells me that this is something that a lot of women are experiencing. A lot. And I think it gets more challenging the older you get. <laughs> Absolutely. For me personally, I've always had certain body image issues. And for me, that tummy area has bugged me. I remember when I was in college, and I called it the pooch. Oh, yeah. uh, my roommate called it that. You know, it was just a little tummy then. Man, I would kill for the 21-year-old tummy that I had versus a 42-year-old tummy that I have. Either way, all in all, I'm happy with my body, but there are always those little things that you want to improve. Yeah, just kind of little things. Yeah. Um, I kind of went through the same thing, um, but I'm actually going through that now. Um, in my 52, almost 53-year-old self, I <laughs> um, it's not as easy to maintain the body image that you might have in your head. <laughs> it is uh, actually seeing it. So right now, actually with the pandemic, I was one of those people that I gained, I gained probably, honestly, like 20 pounds because my job is physical. And then uh, as a massage therapist, they said basically, hey, you can't do that anymore, <laughs> you know, for a while. And so we couldn't see um, do facials, we couldn't massage, like we couldn't see people, which is right. all physical work. But I guess when you do it every day, you don't realize how hard you're actually working and your body's used to being strong and it's used to doing all that. And it's just, that's just what you do. So as I was still eating <laughs> and not, because that is my workout, because that's what I do. So as, so I'm not working out, but I'm still eating. <laughs> And so that that's where that 20-some pounds came from. Um, and it kind of snuck up on me because I had always been a thinner person. Always. Like without really, without any effort. So I woke up one day and you know what? My pants were tight. <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> Just out of the blue. So um, I still have that extra... 20 some pounds although here's my struggle my husband likes that 20 some pounds because where did I gain it in the front and in the back <laughs> there's a little bit around the middle but my husband's quite happy about that and but for me I am the one who struggles with it so um, the body image I, so since for me this is bigger than I've ever been 
And so uh, even though it's not big on the grand scale, but mm -hmm. I was used to being like, I would hover between a 8 and a 10. So now I'm hovering actually between like a 12 and 14. Mm -hmm. And for me, which is not big, it's like average. But uh, for me, it's like so much bigger than I'm used to being. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's that body image, what you look like, what you feel like, and getting comfortable in that. Hey, I'm with you, um, and, and it is it is somewhat internal. I mean, actually, probably mostly internal. I my husband has never complained about how I look. It's always me complaining. He always says, "You look beautiful. You look great." You know, he means it. Um, it's just that internal struggle. It is. Um, women, I find, and this is this is. I can't even think of a woman that I've talked to that says that their husbands really complain, or their boyfriends right. really complain. Um, it is really mostly them complaining about themselves. You know, us complaining about ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, truth be told, in most cases, men actually like a little bit more on you <laughs> than, because we have things that men don't. You know, we've got the hips. They don't have hips. We've got the boobs. They don't have boobs. So it's like that's a feminine look for them, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so we're showing what they have. So they're, they're happy with it for the most part. And I always say for the most part or most because there's always that one person, that couple people somewhere that, um, you know, really likes a very, very uh, extreme, either very thin or very heavy, you know, there's that part, but for most people, that's what I've seen, and I've seen a lot of women, <laughs> a lot of women. <laughs> yes, you have. Um, well, you know, I'm going to talk about what we're seeing right now. Um, so one of the things that I'm doing, keeping my eyes open, it's funny how things kind of come to you when you're on a certain wavelength. Yes. So I didn't notice this before, so maybe it's new, maybe it's not, but at the gym I go to, I belong to Planet Fitness, and I, I first noticed it in the bathroom, there was a sign that said, no selfie zone. I thought, well, that wouldn't make sense in the bathroom anyway. But then I'm on the treadmill and I'm like, there's one out there in the hallway. No selfie zone. Now, I know that Planet Fitness is all about just, you know, achieving your goals and, and yes. feeling good. No judgment zone. Yeah. The no selfie zone sign, that was different for me. And it made me think a little bit about, you know, are we trying to promote this culture of body positivity? Is that what this is for? We're trying to, we need some people feel better when they take a selfie of themselves and they, they're doing something at the gym and that gives them encouragement and their audience gives them encouragement. But the no selfie zone thing was really interesting to me. Well, I think there's two edges to that sword. Yes, if you take a selfie, I mean, it's known that you lift some weights and immediately after you lift those weights, you're pumped up. You know, you, you have a a bigger you. So, mm -hmm. you know, taking that selfie of the bigger you uh, may give you a great uh, boost. However, at the same time, <laughs> the person in the picture behind you <laughs> that you didn't mean to take and they see you with that camera um, may not be thrilled about uh, the fact that you're pumped up or actually may not care. All they care about is, oh my God, I feel so bad. Uh, I don't want anyone to take my picture. I've been trying to lose 10 pounds. It's not coming off. You know, that that's all that they see. And uh, they may never return because people take selfies. 
You know that makes a lot of sense and it was something I thought about. You don't realize how many people are around you when you're taking a selfie that could be in that backdrop. It makes total sense. Yeah, I was at um, what was it? Uh, Disney on Ice and my daughter and I, uh, you know, took the selfie, you know, and I didn't even realize um, that the people in the background were in the background until later on when I went to show that picture and I'm like, oh, there are people back there and I don't know who they are, uh, <laughs> you know, um, so I would have really had to, uh, you know, gray out that background or something like that to get rid of these people um, and me. I don't know. You know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not. Uh, that's not my uh, field of expertise. All I can. All I was thinking about was, oh my God, I can't put. I can't put that up because somebody's going to sue me. And that's all I think about. Yeah, it's a public place, but I just. That's what I think about. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. I mean, and and you know that leads me into the next topic too. You know, just social media. You know, I work in social media. I've been working social media for 13 years. It's everywhere. And um, uh, the Lisa Show, uh, which is through uh, BYU Radio, um, they have um, the whole series, a 12-part series, on body image for women. And I watched one of them because one was specific to social media. You know, and I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. <laughs> you know, one of the things that she was talking about was, you know, she's, you know, She's you know, somewhere in our age group, let's just put it that way. <laughs> and, you know, the feed keeps giving her ads that she's seeing that other people in her community have endorsed, whether they use that product or like that page or whatever that is. Okay. She's built a sense of connectedness because somebody in her community already has something to do with that product. Um, and so it's just double-edged sword with social media, you know? it's like. We want to connect with people, but there's the other side of it. There are the, the people that are creeps. There are, <laughs> you know, the trolls. There are the ads that you get served. You know, nothing in life is free. Um, and social media is no exception to that. And I think one of the things I've really learned, you know, putting my experience out there on TikTok, which is something I probably would never done 10, 15 years ago, you know, is that, you know why? Like everybody is experiencing something, they're gone through something, or they're going through something, and that vulnerability aspect is is so important for you to be able to actually form real relationships. I really truly believe that. Not that I'm looking to form a BFF through TikTok, but you never know. I've heard from so many women who dealt with a similar situation, you know, and they, you know, they felt better having someone else that they could relate to. Even though it was a bad experience, we weren't alone. And I think that's the whole point. That is, it's it's supposed to be, social media I think was designed, actually it was designed for, for bad reasons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it ended up being a place where you can do so many different things. And one of those things is the connection with people, as you said. But to your point, as we get bolder, we get older, you know. <laughs> there are things that you would not have done uh, in your younger self that you're like, oh, screw it. I'm going to do it anyway <laughs> now. you like, you know, I. as you get older, there are just things that you're like, I'm ready. Yeah. Modesty leaves you, like so many things, so many things leave you. But, um, yeah, because of that, 
your age and you know for the women that are watching us they're probably you know the 13 year olds are probably bored so they, they've left already <laughs> you know? they have no idea what we're talking about um, but for the ones that are our age or older we do understand that body image with social media is a big deal especially the camera the camera now puts on 10 pounds um, at least you know so now I'm 30 pounds heavier on this camera than I would have been if you met me. So um, that's even worse. Oh, that angle. <laughs> but I will tell you, I think um, social media can be used for a very good connection, very good uh, imaging if it's done right. So I think if you care about something like that, that's where you should probably connect with someone like you. because. I have no idea. Not the tech, techie over there. Techie not over here. You know, to be able to do something like that. But a lot of times, and I see it predominantly in the younger people, they don't understand the consequences of yeah. uh, social media. They'll do things because they're living right now. They're not doing things uh, thinking of where that right now is going to be in you know a year in two years and five years now when we were growing up they didn't have we didn't have selfies everywhere we didn't have those cell phones all the time you know you could kind of do stuff and like there's no evidence <laughs> you know it's just your word against mine <laughs> yeah but now there's proof of everything so you can't get away with what you could get away with then and they don't understand a lot there are people that don't understand that hey when you're sending that pic it's not just going to stay in that phone it really could go over there and over there and over there and over there and soon be front page news <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you're absolutely right i mean i remember talking uh, to college students early on when i started my business um about the repercussions of things that they post um on social media this stuff comes back to you when you're looking for jobs and there's just so much there I, I think i think for the younger generation so i mean we'll say this especially especially to gen z's and beyond right now you know th there is a different view that they have of things different than previous generations yes and I think you know one of the ones that was brought to my attention recently um, and specifically to TikTok and Gen Z's was um, this idea of body neutrality where we're talking about you know not necessarily positivity where I love my body mm -hmm. and how you feel about it but more about an appreciation of what your body can do um, I'm able to have this podcast I'm able to walk my dog and I, I, I thought a lot about this and I reached out to my TikTok audience about how they felt, you know, as well. And I feel like um, the functionality of the body is something that is good for us to focus on when we're starting to feel like less positive about how we look. And I notice it even more as we age. I mean, I'm going to physical therapy right now um, for a residual back issue. You know, and my body just cannot do what it did 20 years ago. So uh, my appreciation for what my body can do is heightened tremendously. <laughs> well, okay. I'm glad that you know, though, <laughs> that you can't do <laughs> what you could do 20 years ago. Because there are some people that still haven't gotten a, a handle on that. <laughs> so that, that's really good. Um, 
like the issue that I'm going through right now as far as positivity. I find, though, with seeing in my profession, because I see so many women on a constant basis, um, I we talk a lot. You know, I, I talk to so many women, different ways of life, different uh, lifestyles. And I will tell you that giving that yourself, that self-care that you pick will kind of distract you mm. from something that you don't like. For instance, okay, maybe like right now, I'm with you on the stomach thing. That's where I'm going mm. right now. I'm probably going to cry on myself, honestly. <laughs> I can't say that I won't. Um, but um, so my stomach is one of my focuses right now, which I don't care for. But what I can do, an immediate thing that I can do, is I can get my hair cut. Mm-hmm. I can get my nails done. That is immediate satisfaction. That is immediate something, oh, I might not like my stomach, but my nails look good. <laughs> That's something I can do to make myself feel better. Pick me up. Do you know what I mean? Um, I can feel good about my massage. Oh, my back feels better. Oh, yeah, I feel good. You know, So it kind of distracts from what you can't maybe do because you can't instantly take it off right now. Uh, but you can get, do something that's good for your mind and gives you something good to focus on gotcha. when you do some kind of self-care. Yep, that makes total sense. You know, getting your nails done, your hair done, you know, getting whatever it is. Some people have nice eyelashes. Whatever it is that makes you feel good, sometimes, well, it makes you feel good. Sometimes a donut feels good, too. Um, <laughs> it doesn't help a stomach issue, but <laughs> Self-care, it's just that tiny thing that you do that makes you feel good about yourself. You know, I think self-care is also a double-edged sword because sometimes self-care is a donut. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, let's, it's okay to have a donut. Let's just put some protein in there somewhere. (laughs) Maybe a little peanut butter. Let's create that. (laughs) We'll Um, work on that. (laughs) And and maybe add a little bit of green in there too. But I think I think the little things that you can do to make yourself feel better is, you know, I think there's a lot of merit that, um, you know, just what I'm doing with you right now, Fixin. So, you know, I've been doing the, the cryotherapy with Fixin. I just finished my fourth treatment today. Um, and it's, you know, it's this isn't going to be something that's going to be a monumental life changing thing, you know, but this is something that I feel better when I do it. You know, I feel like, yeah, hey, I, I might have lost a half an inch you know, around my waist and I feel better, you know, and sometimes it doesn't have to be that. I mean, I see you for all kinds of things from skincare to massage therapy, but um, that little thing that you do could sometimes make all the difference in how you feel about yourself. It is true. I have seen, um, even in facials, like when you, and I've, I've learned this over the years, when I look at someone, no matter what it is, body, face, you know, they may seem act like they're acting crazy to me, but the one thing that I, you let them speak, because what's bothering them is not always what you see. True. Um, Very true. It's not always what you see. It's like you have to learn to listen. And this is for everyone, no matter what your profession is. We can prevent so many tragedies if we would just listen to the other person. Let's not assume Assume that we think, for instance, someone comes in, 
I see these 11 lines right here. And I'm, I'm certain that they want to get rid of these 11 lines. But you know what they say? Oh my goodness, this, this little freckle right here has been bothering me forever. Can you have a look at it? They don't care about these 11 lines right here. <laughs> they care about this. So never assume that when you're seeing or you're talking or you're having an argument or something with another person that you know what they're thinking. Because it could be totally different from what you see. Why? Because everyone has grown up with a different perspective. Everyone sees things a little differently. Like me, like I said, I see my 1214 as big. As a big per you know, a bigger body. Whereas somebody who may be bigger than me is saying, Girl, shut up. Because that's the perspective that they have. You're absolutely right. I'm so glad you mentioned this for two reasons. One, um, you know, one of the things I talked about, about why I had plastic surgery to begin with, was it was something I felt like I could control. Um, I have profound hearing loss, which is why I'm not wearing um, the headset right now. It wouldn't work with my hearing aids. Um, ho hopefully everybody can hear me okay. And it's all fine. working out. But I can't control that. And anyone who has hearing loss knows you can't. There's not a whole lot you can do to ever fix that. Um, and I'm still not a candidate um, for, for anything surgical at this point, like cochlear implants. Um, so for me, being able to have something that helped my stomach, that was just that one thing that I wanted to do where I felt like I had some sort of control. So I totally, totally get what you're, you're saying there. But secondly, the, the small things that other people see and their judgments are just really interesting because now that I put myself out there on social media and here I am thinking my tummy is this problem, I can't tell you how many people have said to me, did you have a stroke? Like, they're asking me this and I'm like, what? And you know, I'm asking somebody, why would it? Well, it turns out that the scar I had, which is from a motor vehicle accident, um, and my jaw misalignment from breaking my jaw in the motor vehicle accident is what's making my face droop a little on the left. And I, that's why I'm getting these comments from people because now they're starting to wonder if I had a stroke. So I'm having very plastic surgery on my face. So there's all these things, you know, these judgments that we form about people. So I'm with you there. Yeah, absolutely. You just, you don't need to assume. You need to ask and you need to listen for the response. The judgments that people assume. I I remember having a Facebook discussion with a gentleman. And it didn't take me too many um, back and forth to figure this out. I said to him, I said, you've never left your hometown, have you? And his response was, why does that matter? Which tells me that's... No, he's never left his hometown. Um, because the perspective that you have, I always say like this, when you have a map, you can only put on your map what you know is there. So some people's maps can be pretty blank because they don't know a lot, but they may know a lot about this one little spot here, you know, mm -hmm. but they assume that everybody else's map is the same. But they, they haven't been anywhere or done anything to know how to fill up that map. So the map is very small, very small, but they just don't know it. Yes. 
You are 100% right. Vixen, I am so glad that I know you. <laughs> well, I know we're coming to the end of our first podcast. I just wanted to see if there was anything else you wanted to say about this topic. No, I think um, neutrality is something that we can achieve. We just have to know how to get there. And those little small things, like I said, self-care is something that even if you don't like whatever it is on your body that you don't like, there's always something that, like you talked about, can control. So pick what you can control and love it. <laughs> I have always believed that people are more alike than different. And while we seem or look different, we're really not that different. And I've been, I've been an advocate for vulnerability, putting yourself out there within reason, you know, and, and allowing the community to be open to hearing your story and sharing their story too. And I think that's part of the reason we started this podcast. We really just want to have a safe place for women. Well, as we think about what's next with the podcast, um, <laughs> some of the, the future topics that we plan to include, um, well, accepting our bodies as we age and balance, I mean, from work and life and family, uh, balance is a big topic. Asserting ourselves as women, and especially the aftermath of the assertion, um, the disparate treatment of women at work. I've heard a lot of people that want to talk about that, and we'll have some guests on the show. Um, knowing your numbers, which is, which is definitely Vixen's baby there. <laughs> Surviving major life changes um, and handling rejection so much more. So we have so many great topics. And I want to thank you guys for tuning into Light Her Project podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can follow the conversation online with our hashtag of Light Her Project. Until next time, stay real, keep it real, whatever. <laughs> real women. Real talk. <laughs>